Need a quick hit of Marketing Smarts inspiration? Here it is. We have lifted portions of our Marketing Smarts episodes for those of you who need a quick jolt of marketing savviness right now. Refer to the description for how to find a longer form version. And with that, here it is. We will get into the necessity for creative strategy. And the first point, creative, unlike art, needs to be objective, not subjective. So in the world of design, there are tons and tons of conversations that go on between making art or designing for a commercial use. Well, here's the differentiation we have made. And so as you're listening throughout the episode today, Anne's brilliance was brought in. Thank you. By being able to effectively communicate this in the right way. So what we're saying is if you're making art right? It's not necessarily for commercial use. When you are designing, and you heard this in the definition that Anne set up, you are designing in order to go and sell something. So that is the commercial aspect of it. So when we say art versus design, you'll hear those nuances throughout. So just try to remember that definition in your head. And so when we say design again, and Anne set this up as well, but it's worth reiterating, to keep it in your head, these are things like billboards, TV spots, packaging. There's lots of digital out there right now, social media, ads in that space. If you're doing it for personal pleasure, it might be selling art in a gallery or teaching art in a classroom or something that you keep for yourself or gift to others, paintings, sculpture, photography, etc. We're not saying that those two things are mutually exclusive. There are plenty of designers out there that do fine art in their own time. So we're not drawing a line and saying you can't be both. That would be probably offensive to all of our creative friends listening with those other outlets. And there is overlap, right? So sometimes you take photos for personal use and sometimes you take them for photography for those things I just talked about, billboards and such. But for this conversation, we need to have that hard line to set it up. And I said the word subjective in the beginning. We'll talk about this later as well. But there are expressions that exist like art is in the eye of the beholder, that is the opposite of what happens in design. Because in design, you're building based on the strategic foundation, which is everything we're going to talk about today. And the goal is to deliver on the strategy to a certain audience and communicate a message with a lot of people and help them get on board with it. So it's not a single eye of a single beholder. It's trying to communicate the same thing across a whole bunch of people or a whole bunch of audiences even. So you've got to make sure that you're really hitting that message with whatever creative you are doing. Clarity of message becomes super, super important. And again, strategy, the last thing I will say, and I will let Steve talk, is set up to be freeing, not restrictive. And that is a common misconception. So in order to get to that objectivity, to have something to vet the design against so that you're not just choosing what you like, that is why we set the creative strategy. All right, Steve, I will shut up and let you talk. Yeah, no, I, I think that's a perfect jumping off point for me. Um, I, I talk about this extensively with with my team and have over the years that I think there is a misconception that let creatives be creative and just let them go run off and, and make things. And in my experience, I have found that the best creative comes when there are parameters yep. established. Mm-hmm. And in fact, the creatives push the limits of the projects when they do have very firm fences around what they're supposed to be exploring. I I, I talk about this study I read once upon a time, I believe it was done by some landscape architects. And what they had done was they did a study on on a playground where the first playground, they put a bunch of kids and there was no fences around the playgrounds. And the kids pretty much 
under observation as they played stayed very close to all the all this mm. all the stuff on the playground all the swings and monkey bars and they, they they were very closely tied to the equipment they did a second study where they put a fence around the playground and they found that the kids utilized every ounce of space within that playground so they really pushed all the way to the fences and they really enjoyed the the, the full ground they they had and to me, that's a really interesting metaphor for creativity in the sense that sometimes if there's too much freedom, it, it's it, it's paralyzing for, for the creatives to create things. So establishing walls or fences for them to work within really allows them to push up and, and bump across, um, bump up against all of those, those edges to explore everything to the fullest degree. Yeah, and I love the reference to pushing on those fences once you have them because I think that is really true. And I think where the best strategy is built, it's when that healthy debate happens, which is that push, right? But if we're all working from the same foundation, the same starting places, we have that to effectively argue or debate against each other versus having blue sky, like you said, and just being able to make anything and then kind of having just a, a circular conversation at the end of the day. Yeah. And, and- and in, in my opinion, there's almost no situation where there is blue sky for creatives, right? Because we're talking about yeah. design and not yep. fine art. And so with design, you are you're you are creating creating communication pieces with an, a, a clear objective. Yep. You are trying to sell something. You're trying to convey a message. And so you're not creating something for your own selfish pleasures. You're creating mm-hmm. something with the intent to speak to a, a particular audience and you have to take your your own self ego out of that a lot of times as a designer because it's not about you and what you want to be doing it's about it's about your client and what they're trying to communicate to their consumer yeah and i think this used to be one of the biggest challenges we had on the client side because there was always that rub of like oh we want to give you know space to be creative so sometimes our briefs would be very sparse but then when we got back <laughs> we're like what are we supposed to do with this? And because sometimes I think it gave like the creative the the freedom to say, well, then I can't. I can create whatever I want. And usually when you give creative the freedom, they want to create something that's going to get the awards, that's going to mm-hmm. get like noticed and stuff. And that's not always what sells business. And so that was always a distinguishing factor we had to make was like, OK, yes, we want you to be creative within, you know, and it's, and it's unfortunate to say like, you know, that I'll use your metaphor, the fence. But that's also the challenge is how creative can you be within that fence so that we could all create work that is going to deliver the business at the end of the day because that's what we're all about. Yeah, ab- absolutely. So, you know, in my opinion, that um, the, the strategy is so crucial. Um, and there is a fine line between how much strategy or how much goes into a briefing, right? Which is an, a, another area that's been very important for me throughout my career is, is the briefing and understanding what are the right things to be communicating to the creatives to get the most out of them. Mm-hmm. Because we're not always speaking the same language as the client service team or the mm-hmm. marketers on the client side. And so there has to be an understanding of of the word choices and, and how you motivate different people who don't have the same experiences or education that you might have, but with a common goal, right? What is mm-hmm. that unifier to rally everyone around the common goal about this is what we're trying to communicate and this is what's going to work. Mm-hmm. And good designers have the ability to take that strategy and then do exactly what you were talking about before, win the awards, right? So how, yeah. how do you take the- <laughs> I knew we were going to go you, back Well, there. I'm a creative, so I need to, <laughs> we need to, like, there is some selfish motives when it comes to creating things that, you know, you do get satisfaction out of coming up with really creative solutions. 
that solve what the brief is about and what the strategy is around. And so good designers can take take the brief and the strategy and they can overlay some of their own creativity and, and some of their own passionate ideas or, or techniques that they're interested in doing, but sell it in a way that makes sense for everyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think um, you're alluding to the fact of not being selfish, right, in the way that you're solving that. So it's about being a smart designer, looking at the challenge, thinking through it in a way that is really intelligent, and then moving on from there. 